Is this thing on? Oh, perfect. What is up, guys? Ladies and gentlemen, we are live here for a brand new episode of the G Meeker MMA Show. Episode 127. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. It is one day before Thanksgiving, November 22nd, 2017. One day shy from Thanksgiving. What do you guys have planned? Anything interesting? I know what the UFC has planned is we have an amazing UFC card um, from Shanghai, China. Former middleweight champion returns in just three weeks' notice to fight Kelvin Gastelum after Anderson Silva popped yet again for another banned substance. So is this the end of Spider's career? We'll talk about that. we got a great show today, ladies and gentlemen. We got, like, I've, I've woken up rejuvenated. I've been feeling good today. And we got a great fucking show, ladies and gentlemen. How about this new Battlefront 2 game that I got? I got this new Battlefront 2 game. And um, I can tell you, the fucking, the fucking uh, graphics are fucking amazing. You know, I had high hopes on this game. And um, if you guys play the old one, if you're a gamer, if you play the old one, you'll instantly spot the differences. And... For me, I spotted a lot of differences. You know, the graphics are good. EA did a great job. But, like, th there's a couple of things I would like to have on there. Like, you know, if you go back and play Battlefront 2, for for example, there's a, an option to where you can go hit instant action. There's, like, a, a part on instant action. If anyone remembers this, anyone ever played that has ever played that game remembers that, you um you just go down there and there's a bunch of levels, like fuck ton of levels from all three of the episodes that you can go and um well, you can watch Star Wars on YouTube now? Wow. Um here, let me look it up real quick. Yeah, I want, I want to see the. Uh, let me turn on the volume because I don't want to hear that. Uh, it's going to get in the way of me talking. So, uh, you know, there's some levels on here. Like, there's a lot where you can do with your squad and stuff. And there's a lot of droid action. You know, you kill a certain amount of people, and eventually you're able to play as the um, as a hero or the villain, depending on which uh, which uh, oh, it's in fucking Spanish. God damn it! But yeah. It, you can definitely spot the differences. Like, you know, I like it though. Battlefront, Battlefront Two is a really good game. I'm getting used to it. The, um, the, you know, the storyline on there is pretty sick. You know, I'm stuck on one part with the Princess Leia, but um, I'll eventually get over that. But yeah, the game I got the I got the deluxe edition. It was about like seventy nine dollars because I was by the store by a Walmart at the time in the other Walmart that I lived by didn't have like didn't have it it was sold out and I'm watching this right now it makes me feel like I'm playing it this game came out in 2004 and wow it's one of the best games of all time Panamic Panamic made it Panamic made it I can't believe Panamic uh.
damn, I missed this one. It was one of the best games of all time. I used to slaughter people on there. My favorite character to use, honestly, was probably Darth Maul. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get back to, uh, let's get back to some stuff. Obviously, we got Bizping versus Gaslam this Saturday. That should be a great fight. I'm, I'm curious to see what happens. There's a lot of scenarios that are in my head that, that, um, that, um, there's a lot of scenarios in my head that we could, uh, what the fuck is this? Is this on computer? Yeah, there's like a lot of stuff like capture the flag, but we're, we'll get, we'll move right on, but capture the flag and all of those things. Maybe there's things like capture the flag, instant action, galactic conquest, and hunt different modes like that on the game. If you remember the game, it, it um, that's a lot of stuff that will be missed, you know, but, um, I'm watching like some um, Battlefront 2. Battlefront 2 um, game footage. And man, these people look so real. Their movements and the way that they're, the way that the, the graphics look in a video game is like the motions and all the movements is very identical to how how it is in real life. Now, they're, they're just, um, they're just, uh, you know. Wow, I'm getting lost in watching this. But, um, yeah, you know, I, I've been playing it for quite some time. But, um, eh, you know, looking at the, looking at the graphics now, um, you know, it's, it's it, you know, it was a good game at the time. You know, if, if they remade it exactly the same, like how they made it for the PlayStation 4, then I'd be a lot, I'd be a lot happier. <laughs> but um, yeah. Anyways, for the G Maker May Show today, we're, we're gonna be pretty chill. Basically, just talk video games. <laughs> the next game I'm gonna get is probably UFC three when it comes out in February. But yeah, we're just gonna be um, we're gonna be uh, talking video games and and, and all this everything. Speaking of video games, um, I don't know how this compares to video games, but, um, uh, Nate Diaz, his, his coach said that he shouldn't get 15 million to fight Tyron Woodley. Now, necessarily, I don't really see a problem with that because it's a negotiation thing, but in my opinion, I feel like the numbers don't need to be disclosed. I think for us fight fans and, and media members and anyone else on the outside, all we care about is seeing the fight and, you know, hopefully negotiations go together on that side. It goes together and it falls apart, but we falls together, excuse me. Uh, I don't want to know about the amounts of money. That's why I really wasn't caring about it too much because, you know, it, I don't want anyone to, my, my, um, my my uh, my purse to be disclosed. It doesn't need to be disclosed. They don't need to talk about it. 
I don't mind if, um, you know, they say like, you know, I, I will honestly openly say I, I feel like I am deserved a lot more money and I, and I, and I need, uh, you know, I feel like I deserve to, uh, you know, I feel like, um, my worth more than what they're paying me, then obviously I'm going to speak up and I'm going to talk to the UFC and stuff, but, uh, you know, never disclose the numbers. But anyways, you know, there's, there are some things wrong with this whole thing with Nate Diaz and Tyron Woodley. It's, 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 you know, it's madness. You know, there really is nobody legitimately at 170 pounds that legitimately deserves a shot. You know, Colby Covington's winning. I, I 100% support him getting a title shot. But other than that, like, there's really no marquee name that sticks out. GSP, we don't know what he's doing now. He's a middleweight champion. Who knows if he's going to defend his belt anytime soon. Or... What's Tyron Woodley going to do? You know, he has a, a shoulder injury. There's like three factors. He has a shoulder injury. Is he going to wait? But he said he would fight the lightweight Nate Diaz. And Nate Diaz has fought at, fought at welterweight, but primarily is a lightweight. So this is um, a complete mismatch, in my opinion. Like, it's a good fight. You know, it'll sell a lot of tickets. It'll put a lot of money in, in, in some people's... Um, in some uh, people's their pockets, but, um, definitely will, you know, you know, definitely will, you know, bring in a lot of views for the UFC. I'm sorry I'm studying, guys. I'm a little nervous today. I don't know why. Now, there's like, a, like I said, there's a bunch of categories that, that this all falls under. Why is Diaz getting a fight? He hasn't fought in a while. He only wants to fight Conor McGregor. He doesn't deserve it. He's not even fighting at the weight class. He, he doesn't fight at 170. He's not ranked. He just wants the money. It's only a money fight. There's a lot of different little scenarios. It is a money fight. And I do feel that Tyron Willie deserves a money fight. Against the Diaz is a good money fight. But for loyal fans that want to see hardcore action, you know, I just don't think Diaz can last with such a monster like Tyron Woodley. I mean, it's like... The Diaz brothers, I, I hate this. I hate to say it like this. I hate it. I love the Diaz brothers. What they have done in the cage is very respectable. But I feel that they haven't evolved over the years. You know, we haven't really seen either brother fight the new generation of, of fighters. Because, you know, Nate Diaz had it. Had it, um, you know, he, he was out, he fought Gray Maynard for like the longest, and then the, was out for the longest time. And you know, was, he wasn't even in the talks to fight Conor McGregor until Rafael Dos Anjos was injured. And other, ever since then, it's been the Diaz and McGregor because it was such a fantastic fight, and and then there was such a fantastic rivalry between both of their camps, and it created a huge, huge, huge story between both these guys. But um, as for Nate Diaz, you know, I, uh, him and his brother, you know, they're fantastic fighters. They come from a great place, 209 represent. Um, but, you know, uh, with the sport, you know, the sport evolving so fast, um, you know, 
uh, you know, with with the sport evolving so fast, it it doesn't it it doesn't help not to evolve. So I mean, you look at great guys out there right now. You got some fantastic guys. You look at guys like Fabrizio Verdum. You look at guys like Alistair Overeem. He's already been a fantastic kickboxer. Already getting better. You got great guys that are still in the mix, like Frankie Edgar. You've got guys doing their thing, like T.J. Dillashaw is a perfect example of someone that constantly gets better, who constantly adds new skills, and ever since. Every time we see him come inside the octagon, he's just a completely different fighter every single time. So Max Holloway said it best. If you're banking on him to be the same way that he was last time, you're sadly mistaken. And speaking of Max Holloway, he has a rematch with Jose Aldo. Frankie Edgar's injured, out of the fight. Jose Aldo's in for the rematch. He was originally supposed to fight Ricardo Lamas. Now Jose Aldo will fight Max Holloway in a rematch. You know, I like this fight. It's a great fight. It's a great rematch fight. If Aldo can get the win, this will set up a major trilogy for them down the road. And you see, the 145-pound division is as alive as possible. You know, there's no question that there are guys that deserve to fight for the title in the featherweight division. You got two guys, Frankie Edgar and you got Cub Swanson. You know, unfortunately, Frankie Edgar, Frankie Edgar got injured and Cub Swanson didn't get the fight. But those guys are feel still very deserving. As for Cub Swanson, he's headlining of a, a major fight against Brian Ortega in Fresno, California, which is be a great fight. It's a fantastic fight. It's a big step up for Brian Ortega to really see where he is. And, you know, say beat Cub Swanson, you, you're right up there in order to get a title shot. It's a big order for for um, Brian Ortega. It's a big order for Cub. And for Cub, his status with the UFC you know, because this is his last fight on the contract. And, you know, he is, a, he is a money fighter. He is a prize fighter. And he feels he deserves to get paid what, he, what he's owed. And I feel he deserves to be paid as well. You know, that longest streak. He had one of the longest streaks in featherweight in the featherweight division. You know, he, he, he then he lost it, the fights to Frankie Edgar. And then, you know, to Max Holloway. And, you know, early on, Ricardo Lamas. But ever since then, Cubs look fantastic. He's evolved as well. And he is much deserving of the title shot. It just depends on his negotiations, though. But, yeah, for the rematch for, for Max Holloway and Josie Aldo should be a fantastic fight. I'm curious to see if Josie Aldo can improve a lot from the last fight. You know, come back and, and be that vintage Josie Aldo that we've seen time in and time again. But for Max Holloway, he's only like 26 years old. Max Holloway is what I feel we necessarily should be worried about. Because the fact that he's getting well better as well. That's such an excellent fight. That's such an excellent poster. Swanson versus Ortega. Sterling, Aljamain Sterling gets uh, Marlon Moraes. You know, one of the best bantamweights outside of the UFC. Who's now made his way to the UFC, you know, there's a lot of hype on him, he's a guy that trains with the likes of Frankie Edgar and Eddie Alvarez, you know, down there with a lot of the guys, and there, it's a, it's a, it's a great fight against Aljamain Sterling, that's a real, that's a real test for him as well, but, you know, John Dotson is a very good test as well, and there's a lot of people that said that Dotson won the fight, I actually didn't watch the fight, but, you know, based off what I've read and seen, it was a close fight, 
And in order to establish yourself as one of the baddest dudes on the planet, you can't have fights like that. You can't have all your fights end up like that. You know, his first fight against the Sun Sal was very close. Um, and now he has found himself in a spot where another one of his fights is close. So most definitely, you know, even though he's on fire, I don't know why he was on fire completely. It was a very close fight. Like he, he acted like he stopped Dotson. Like if it was, a, you know what? The, by all means, all respects to this guy. What he's done in the when he's what he's done in his career has been fantastic. He was a champion. He was undefeated champion in, in um World Series of Fighting, or was it World Series? Of, yeah, World Series of Fighting. He was a champion, bantamweight champion, in World Series of Fighting. But to call some call for a title shot off of two wins that were very close, very close contests because I either have went either way. Is it enough to warrant a title shot? So that's what I'm saying against Aljamain Sterling. He has to, he has to, uh, really make a statement. It can't be a close fight. And for Aljo, I'm sure he wants to put an end to the hype train of Marlon Marias. But Marlon Marias has already fought the cream of the crop in the UFC within two fights. You know, Don, John Dodson's no easy task for anybody. He, for a tinier fighter, for a flyweight fighter to possess the knockout power of John Dotson, one punch by John Dotson, you're out. So for him to take on a guy like that and a guy who has a win over the current Bantamweight champion, T.J. Dillashaw, in the form of Rafael Sunsau, that's a good one. Rafael Sunsau beat Aljamain Sterling. And Rafael Sunsau actually beat Marlon Marais. So, Rafael Sunsau is no, no joke. So, whoever comes out of this fight victorious, you know, maybe could be one step closer to a title shot. Obviously, this is um, the 135-pound division, which is very deep right now. It's very, very deep. 135 pounds is the, the, that weight class is probably the most, one of the most deepest weight classes we have. We have guys from TJ Dillashaw, Cody Garbrandt, Dominic Cruz, Jimmy Rivera, Rafael Asuncao, Marlon Marias, um, and the list goes on, man. There's just so many different fucking fighters in this division that I feel are a huge, 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 huge threat to the champion. You know, they obviously got to work their way up eventually, but, you know, a guy that I feel doesn't need to work his way up, you know, he, he just got a recent fight against uh, the jo uh, very... Predictable John Lineker, Jimmy Rivera will take on John Lineker in, in Dominic Cruz's spot at UFC 219. And um, that's set to be a great fight, you know. John Lineker comes forward and he just throws. So for, for, for Jimmy Rivera, he has to do what he does best and fight the way he fights. You know, he, he, he's got to avoid those crazy exchanges with Lineker. He, he, he has to impose his will on Lineker. You know, 90% uh, of the fight is 90% of what you're doing and 10% of reacting to what they're doing. You can't spend more than that reacting to what they're doing if you want to be successful in that fight. You know, it's going to be a great fight. I can't wait for it. It's looking good. UFC 219 is looking good. I'm excited for this Holloway versus Alder rematch. It's going to be a great one. It's a good, good times in the world of mixed martial arts. And now to recap some, you know, some things from last week's fight. Verdum versus Tybura. Now that Verdum gets this victory over Marcy and Tybura and, uh, Walt Harris, 
It was a, it was supposed to be Derek Derek Lewis, but Derek Lewis got injured. Walt Harris was pulled from his fight with Godbeer, or whoever he, whoever he was set to fight on that day, and um, he was in to fight Fabricio. Fabricio armed Barton quickly. He came back and he's won a five round unanimous decision victory over Marcin Tybura. I know to a lot of people that may not sound impressive now to warrant a title shot. He's saying that he deserves a title shot now. He should get the next title shot against uh, the champion Stipe. But um, there's a couple of people in front that I do think deserve the title shot. You know, Alistair Overham came up short against Stipe. Um, and... Um, a guy that everyone wants to see, a man with God-given knockout power in the form of Francis Ngannou. Alistair has to get past him before anything. Because Francis Ngannou is you, you're probably not going to wake up. You're going to be like, what the fuck happened? Because he hits that hard. He's intimidating. He's big. He has physique. His muscle mask. God forbid, you know Alistair Overeem's not going to want to um, try to clinch with this guy. He's not going to want to, he's not going to want to exchange blows, you know. The thing we need to see with Francis Ngannou is his takedown defense, his grappling game. Can his cardio hold up for deep rounds? Because, you know, say he does knock out Alistair, can he withstand the pace, the kind of pace that Stipe Miocic has. Because, you know, here's here's the thing about this. I've said this many times. <clears throat> I think I'm getting sick. My throat's been dry for the past two days. And water's in water and nothing's helping. But here here's the thing about Francis Ngannou. Here's the thing about, oh, what if he gets clipped? Oh, that's a big what if. Because you can have gas... You can have power for days, but if you don't have that gas tank to hold it up, if you don't pick your shots wisely, if you don't, if you don't condition yourself for this kind of fight, it's going to be a long night. And those power shots are going to be out the window. And Francis Ngannou's title shot, you know, his his hype is history. I'm confident in Francis. I know he he is training hard. I know that he obviously, he trains a lot at the USC Performance Institute, which is free of charge to anyone, any fighter to bring their camp there, to train there, you know, to have the best tests, the best uh, conditioning spots, the best places to train, the rehab center, everything. Dude, they have every fucking thing there. And that's probably them. I'll be there all the time. I'll fucking live in Vegas to train there if I was one of the fighters. So going back to Verdum. Verdum... He's obviously a former champion. He's evolved. He's one of the most well-respected jiu-jitsu practitioners. He's he, he's definitely evolved throughout the years. You know, going from just a jiu-jitsu guy to a guy who can strike on the feet, a guy who outstruck Cain Velasquez and, and submitted him, a guy who beat Fedor Emelianenko, and a guy who tapped out Noguera. You know, he, he's phenomenal. He's obviously done more than what I just said, but definitely. You know, he's well-credentialed, and he does deserve a shot. You know, just not now. You know, maybe one more fight. Maybe fight on Derek Lewis. Maybe rematch Derek Lewis and fight him. 
and then we'll talk about a title shot. You know, maybe get some get some momentum because he did lose the fight against Alistair Overeem not too long ago, and um, now we have to see what's next because you know beating two guys that are unranked and not even in the top ten doesn't really warrant, in my opinion, it doesn't warrant anything or enough to want to get a title shot. Now, don't get me wrong. I wouldn't be mad if Fabricio did get a title shot. But, like I said, like a few weeks ago, or maybe like five, six episodes ago, Fabricio, back when we were previewing, when Verdun was going to originally fight over him again for the third time, I was going to say a rematch with Stipe doesn't excite me for Verdun because of the way that it happened. You know, it, it happened so quick. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't really, it, it, it was an interesting fight to see, to uh, to begin with. But now that we've seen it happen, there's really nothing that excites me about it. You know, all that, well, I love Verdun and all that, but, you know, for, for rematches, I want to see some fresh blood. You know, if Overeem can't get past Nganu and Nganu starches him, I want to see Nganu. Go for the title shot. Kane Velasquez is going to return, but you know I don't. Who, who knows when? You know, Kane Velasquez is a guy that is the most relevant person in the heavyweight division. That's that's the guy. That is the one guy we think that can be a three-time heavyweight champion. Because what's holding him back is himself because of his injuries, you know, his timetable for return, you know, all the stuff, you know, his wear and tear after being, after being one of the best athletes for so long has, it definitely has its ups and downs. So I feel Cain Velasquez is very competitive still for, you know, champion Stipe, for Alistair, for Francis Ngannou, who we haven't really seen Cain Velasquez too much. You know, the last time we've seen him was at USC 200 and, um, it's been a while. You know, he he looked dominant in his UFC 200 fight against uh, Travis Brown. But um, you know, ever since then, we haven't really seen Kane. And, you know, who knows when he's going to return. But, you know, for title fights, for title shots, Overeem versus Ngannou definitely has to be a great fight. Because, you know, Overeem is the only guy now, in modern day now, that actually hurt the champion and almost finished the champion. But he got caught. You know, it was a, it was a, it was a stupid move. Miocic was able to recover. You know, Overeem went for that little guillotine choke instead of, you know, following it up with punches and stuff. Um, and then Stipe was able to capitalize on that and, and finish the fight with ruthless, ruthless grounded pound strikes. And, you know, he's been on a tear ever since. You know, he, 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 he was on a streak to get to Stipe. And after that, he's just been successful every single time. So, you tell me, who deserves a title shot? I feel that Alistair. It's either Alistair or it's Francis. You know, after this fight will determine the real challenge for Stipe Miotrich's UFC heavyweight title. All right, what's next? What else do we got? Best fucking water. No, second best. Shout out to Anchor Radio for allowing us to be on here anchor radio basically is the best app on the planet if you want a free podcast 
You want you don't have to deal with all the devices. I mean, not all the devices, all the equipment, all the microphones. It's an easy way to podcast. If you don't have time and you can only record certain parts, you can turn them into segments. You can turn them in and you, you put all your segments together and turn them into an episode via your magic of your phone or iPod or iPad. It's on Android. It's on. It, it's a beautiful app. I'm telling you guys, you download. I'm not just saying that because I because I'm on it. You know, it's a good app. You know, at first I was like, you know, I just got to be patient with it, and eventually I was patient with it, and here we are. We're, we're here. We're still going strong. It's 2017. It's about to be up. It's about to be 2018. The Jimmy Kimmel Show is still here. So shout out to them, and um, shout out to, uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> shout out to uh, the creators of Anchor, and shout out to shout out to every fucking person who listens to this podcast. Because you know, without you guys' support, without everyone here, without everyone wanting to hear what I have to say, makes it the damn best. It's the fucking best. You know, I have a lot of people. I know people listen to the show. I know people are excited to hear it, and you know, it's an honor. It's, it's it feels good to be. On something that people like to hear. It's a personality thing. You gotta realize you can push your personality out there. A lot of people tend to be more attracted to that. Let's talk about that. Like, the more you use your, your personality, um, whether it's on a podcast, whether it's on a TV show, people take note. People really tend to think that you're, uh, you know, you're interested, depending on who you are. And, you know, People may take a liking to it because of the fact that you're that specific way, because you act that way, because you talk that way, because you express your views, thoughts, and whatever else like that. And that's just an easy way for people to take a liking to you. So I encourage people to do that definitely when it comes to, when it, if it comes to a podcast, comes to a TV show, YouTube channel, it doesn't matter what you do. As long as you are the real you out there, you're, I'm me, this is who I am, you know? I'm not going to act any other way. I'm not going to be any other way rather than the, than the person I am currently portraying. But enough about that talk. Let's talk UFC Shanghai. Because this fight between Michael Bisping and Kelvin Gaslam has me intrigued. You know, for Michael Bisping, this is an ultimate storyline. You know, losing the title to GSP three weeks ago it doesn't even feel like it's real. And, and when I say that, it just feels like, you know... GSP, it wasn't clear about who, if he wanted to fight Robert Whitaker. He wasn't clear about fighting him. Even in Ariel Hawani's long last interview with them in the MMA hour, he wasn't clear about if he wanted to fight. You know, champions defend their belts. I'm sure George has defended his belt on multiple times, on, you know, back when he was at 170 pounds. But, um, not being clear about that makes fight fans edgy as you sitting on the seats. You know, no more of the games, no more of the interim titles. I want to see the champions fight. And so going back to Bisping, Bisping loses the title three weeks ago. He's still in shape. You got to think about it. He's in an eight-week camp. He's still in shape. He, he, he stepped in on short notice because Anderson Silva popped. And now he has himself main eventing yet again against Calvin Gaslam. That should be a great fight. Bisping versus Gaslam. Bisping's forward pressure against Kelvin Gaslam. Pack one punch knockout power 
or you know his uh not one punch knockout power you know his he has some serious pop in his punches i mean look at what he did to chris weidman almost in that first round and look what he did to vitor belfort so there's no doubt that this guy can crack. He's a phenomenal wrestler. He has a beautiful rear naked choke as well. So, 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 um, you know, he definitely has the skills, you know, to be a future world champion. But, you know, at middleweight is what's, what's concerning for me. Cause, you know, he's a, he's a natural middleweight. I highly doubt he has to cut too much weight for, to make the cut at middleweight. And, um, and and 170 is you know he he's fighting guys that are his size he's fighting guys that he can contend with you know he obviously beat Tim Kennedy you know but you know Tim Kennedy wasn't had one foot in one foot out he hadn't fought in a long time he came back Kelvin beat the brakes off him and Tim stepped out and now um, he beat the brakes off of an old Vitor Belfort. And, you know, he's he's looked good doing it because these guys that he's fighting are past their primes. You know, he hasn't been tested. You know, he, he had been tested by Chris Weidman. And Chris Weidman was able to, you know, establish that, you know, and, and finish Calvin by an arm triangle choke. You know, because Chris was a bigger middleweight. Chris was, was way bigger than him. And Bisping is bigger than him, too. Bisping was bigger than St. Pierre. Well, you know, St. Pierre was real big at 185. But, um, but um, you know. Bisping has an opportunity for vengeance. You know, I'm not sure he wants his title back or anything. I'm pretty sure about that. You know, he got the title, he defended it, and you know, moved on. And um, now he has a chance to fight a real good guy in Kelvin Gaslam. You know, can Bisping's forward pressure match? What Kelvin Gaslam does, you know, Bisping just keeps coming forward and keeps coming forward and keeps coming forward. He's a guy. He's a real fighter. He's not backing down. Bisping has the most significant strikes landed, I think, in UFC history, you know, and the most finishes, I think, and the most fights. Some of the most, he has some stats, definitely has some stats up there. I don't know how much, how accurate those were, but Bisping definitely does have some fucking, he has a huge amount of wins, you know. His most, I think he has the most wins at middleweight, honestly, and the most finishes, and you know he's he's definitely landed the most significant strikes. So, so I praise Bisping. You know, he's original Chael Sonnen, and you know he he's always been the same from start to finish. So I really applaud Bisping. I'm not just saying that because Michael Bisping's fighting. I genuinely mean that. Bisping is a fighter. He's fought every single one. He's, he's fought in everyone, from people that were on steroids to fighting for the title and knocking out Luke Rockhold to become the USC middleweight title uh, holder, excuse me, champion, sorry. And, you know, he's defending his belt against a spectacular fight against Dan Henderson and um, obviously came up short against GSP. And now, he's fought, like I said, he's fighting Kelvin Gaston. So who else is on that card? There's a great, great, um, it should, yeah, should be a great card, I guess. UFC Shang. UFC Shanghai gets Michael Bisping. How about Colby Covington? <laughs> Colby Covington's fucking awesome. Dude, the thing he was saying about Tyron Woodley, oh my gosh, this guy just doesn't stop. This guy is as real as it comes. I really love what Colby Covington's bringing into the game. All right. We got Michael Bisping versus Calvin Gossam. Um, Li Jinglang versus Zach Otto. Wen Guan versus Alex Caceres. Muslim Sakila versus Alex Garcia. 
Zabit Magomed Sharipov versus Shaman Moraes. Song Kinan versus Bobby Nash. A lot of fucking Asian people. Yes, see Shanghai. No shit. Kayleen Karan versus Yan Axonan. And a lot of... Oh, a good one. This is a good one. The Gift King, Chase Sherman, takes on Shamil Abdarakimov. Shamil hasn't returned since uh, getting his ass beat down by uh, Derek Lewis. So... Um... Chase Sherman is is one of those guys that you um if, if you guys notice that he he always has gifs the gifs like the I don't know if it's gifs or gifs but the gifs are like you know I'm typing a gif like of someone smiling it's like a little it's like a it's like a moving picture basically so he it's it's basically described that he has a he has a gif yeah he has uh he's done it so much to the point where he's actually has a a gif app sponsor you know because he 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 ha he's so good at doing the gifs the gifs uh and, um it's gifs i want to say gifs i don't really don't care about it i want to say it whatever way makes me the most comfortable but um he does and um you know he's taken on very tough Shamil after Akimov, but um, this this card isn't really necessarily one of the biggest cards that the UFC could do, but it's something. And oddly, UFC Shanghai just seems it seems <laughs> it seems like it, it needs Michael Bisping. This is a card that's good under the radar. It's not really under the radar. It's just one of those quiet cards, you know. It's not. It's not too talked about, you know. And Bisping being a part of it makes it a little bit more talked about. But um, it's on Fight Pass, and um, it should be a great fight. Great fight card, you know. You know, there's some excellent fights on there, but you know, a lot of the fights are. Uh, <laughs> it's probably gonna have some of its lowest ratings, so. I'm not being, I'm not just saying that just to be rude. I'm just saying that because on average, a lot of fight fans don't watch Fight Pass. A lot of us don't watch them. Some people do, but there's a handful of people that don't. And for the hand people, a handful of people that don't, they probably watch the highlights and, and the post fights and everything that the Fox, that, that the UFC releases on their channels. And then you know, maybe look up the fight or watch the fight or have their fights recorded or something or, or and someone else watches them or some way. There's, there's a lot of ways to watch the fights after they're on, but you know, not, not going to get into that because it's kind of like, uh, illegal. But, um, you know, it's probably going to have a low rating because it's on fight pass. And, you know, we're still <laughs> calming down from UFC 217 because that was a fucking amazing card. It's going to take a while, maybe till the next actual pay-per-view uh, fight card uh, and, and, until uh, you feel a little bit better about that. Because the UFC 217, man, that shit was fucking crazy. <laughs> Most definitely, that was fucking crazy. That was one of the craziest fucking fight cards of my fucking lifetime. What's next? What else do we got next? Oh, I originally was going to um, do an episode of segments for episode two, but a lot of stuff got in the way and I was real busy yesterday. But um, what I was going to talk about for segments, you know, <laughs> at the time I was a little bit pissed off and I was like, this is a perfect thing to talk about. But I was just going to give you guys like a little quick highlight of it before we uh, get out of here. Um if I, yeah, I know, I'm, I know I'm annoying you guys for talking for so long. 
But uh, it's probably one of be one of the lower rated podcasts. You know, I, I feel like today's show was really one of the best ones. Last week's episode was probably one of the best ones. Maybe it's just because I'm not high. <laughs> it just takes time to realize it. Maybe afterwards, um, uh, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my goodness! The shit you see on Instagram. <laughs> fucking crazy <laughs> oh my god uh there's just a picture of um it says snoop dog posted on snoop, snoop dog's instagram it says that if food stamps had a commercial it's like this black lady with a uh, who appears to look pregnant and who has only little underwear on and a shirt and she's just eating the fuck out of all those food it looks like she has some munchies or something like that <laughs> And then, oh my god, that shit's just fucking I can't. That was too, that's too fucking funny. I'm gonna, I know, I'm gonna look at some memes before we get out of here. Uh, what was I gonna say? Was I gonna say something before? <laughs> Ooh, man. That's some funny ass shit. That's, that's, that's the truth. One of my favorite ones is um the meme meme mag at meme mag m e m e m a n g on Instagram. They post some of the funniest shit. Let's not forget how 2017 started. January 1st, 2017. Hollywood. Someone alters the Hollywood sign in uh, Hollywood Hills and it's made it to where it said Hollywood. And you could see that from a mile away. So that was one of the biggest fucking things of 2017. We had some crazy shit start off 2017, you know. Some ups, some downs. And, um, but, um, Definitely, like we had some crazy shit after this year, uh, but uh, yeah, that, that I thought that shit was funny. But um, like I said, I think that has to do it for our episode one twenty seven, ladies and gentlemen. We had a great show today. Obviously, talked about a lot of different things, from Bizpin Gaslam to Shamil Abdurakimov versus <laughs> Chase Sherman, um, Gif King. Gif King. Uh, we talked basically GSP. You know, is, is he gonna fight? Uh, Robert Whitaker. That's the thing we should worry about. Like, if he fights Robert Robert Whitaker, then by all means, that's one of the that's one of the most intriguing fights of 2018 because the fact is we get to see where Robert Whitaker is on uh, on a level of George St. Pierre. Let's see how these two. I worded that wrong. Let's see how Robert Whitaker can you know compete with George St. Pierre. Obviously, he can. Robert Whitaker is. One of the most scariest people you could probably fight. He has crazy power. He he's a very dangerous striker, and I feel that he can pose some problems for George St. Pierre. So you know, and also we talked about um, the title shots and Fabricio Verdum getting the title shot. Conor McGregor versus Nate Diaz. You know, I feel that Nate Diaz does deserve 
a big money, but you know, for, you know, for being out for so long, coming off of a loss, they're offering you a title fight, and you're negotiating. You should be glad you're getting a title fight. You know, it's a, it's to sell ratings, it's to sell, and, and you're one of the big names. And you know, I feel that he does deserve it, but he has been sitting out for quite some time. And the Diaz brothers are the hardest people to negotiate with. So, so whatever happens, you know, by all means, um, I hope a, a good fight is made for Tyron Woodley. I'm confident in the UFC for for getting a, a good fight for Tyron Woodley in in the future. But if it's not Diaz, then honestly, I don't know who else it would it would be. But um, yeah, oh yeah, we we talked about the video games as well and um, Battlefront Two. I'll talk a little bit more about that next week as I continue with that campaign. I'm stuck on a certain level with Princess Leia. And, and it's hard because the stormtroopers, they're brutal. They're more brutal in this game. They come at you like, like there's no tomorrow. They're constantly shooting at you, but you can take a hit in that game for sure. You have like over 300 uh, bars of life, but the, the fast rate that they shoot at you on the game is real, real. Um, we may even do an episode, a segment just to talk about this. How that's how interesting it is. But um, like the way they shoot at you, but the graphics are so intense. They're so amazing, and I honestly, I just can't wait to uh, continue with the um, continue with uh, talking about that and continue with the campaign and and getting more used to it. And, you know, eventually playing online. You guys better watch out. I'm coming online. I'm coming, guys. Don't, don't, don't sleep on me. I'm coming. <laughs> Definitely. I'm here. But, uh, yeah, you guys know where to find me at G Meeker MMA on Twitter at G Meeker underscore MMA on Instagram, Snapchat at G Meeker underscore MMA, Facebook.com slash Gaby Baby one, two, three fan page, Facebook.com slash Gabriel the King Hernandez. Reach me. Let's talk about fights. Let's, 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 let's share funny ass memes. Let's do whatever. I'm here. I'm here for this. I'm here to stay. You guys know where to find me. We will be back next week. Probably coming, gonna come out with the episode segments because it's talking about video game shit. So fucking amazing. And I love it. And, um, I want everything on that channel to be the most entertaining, especially when you're coming, going into 2018. And for a while now, I thought we were, weren't doing so well on the podcast, but now that we've got the fire back, it's time, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks to Anchor Radio. And like I said, guys, Download Anchor if you're if you're wanting to start a podcast. Download Anchor. It's so easy. They guide you through it. There's an automated voice on there that actually says your name. They guide you through every single thing you need to do. It's easy as can be. And 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 with this app, it automatically generates you into the 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 Apple Podcast Store and um and uh, every other podcast app that you have. like So if you have a, off, uh, a podcast app and you have certain podcasts, you search up the GB Kermit Show and it will be there. And whatever you choose to talk about that comes on there. It can either be a channel, a radio station, or if you want, you can turn it into a podcast. But you have to put all the segments together or they'll just remain there for 24 hours and they'll disappear like a rate, like, a, like the radio station. And if you want to make it a, a podcast, you got to put it all together like I do and it will eventually generate into a podcast and you'll be, it'll be available in the Apple store and, um, 
any other place that you know that you can listen to podcasts through. But like I said, Gabriel Hernandez, you guys know where to find me. We will be back next week for a brand new episode of the GB Carmen Show and expect a brand new episode of Segments before that, ladies and gentlemen. We will be back next week. Happy Thanksgiving to all. Thanksgiving is a time to be thankful for every single thing that you have in your life, for all the people, all the good people, all the good times, all the bad times, and to appreciate your family and appreciate some damn good food for, for sure. You know, hats off to all the people that that work on Thanksgiving, all the people working hard, all the thankful people, everybody out there that 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 makes the world a better place and makes other people's lives a better place, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not just saying this just to say it, but I'm just wanting to let you guys know that, you know, you should be thankful for everything every single day. Thanksgiving is actually one of my favorite holidays because of the fact of what it stands for. And 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 what it stands for is a lot of similar similar things to what I stand for. So I appreciate Thanksgiving and I appreciate all the people that are a part of life and all, all the listeners, all the people in my personal life, everything I've went through. It's been a crazy year and we'll continue to to win some more, be successful some more next year in 2018. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Happy holidays. We will be back. Last time, we will be back next week. G-Maker MMA. Out, baby.